1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 23rd. It is four minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thanks for joining us today. What are you laughing at? I just,
2: okay, so... When, and we'll get to Ron DeSantis here in a second. On our uh, little document, that when, when I do the template that we mm-hmm. then share, and you get in there and add your stories, and mm-hmm. you can tell who's on the document, mm-hmm. and there's a little picture of them that yeah. pops up in the top of the document. And... Uh, Kevin is obviously on the document right now because we're doing the show, mm-hmm. and I just now noticed Kevin's photo, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's youthful. He's the sun vibrant. is shining on his face. He, he, literally, there appears to be sun in the background. Mm-hmm. He is he is happy, and then Kevin informed me because I said, "You look so." Just your whole life is right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You can accomplish whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then I compare this photo to the way Kevin looks when he comes in the studio every day. And Kevin then like informed,
1: he's been yeah. beaten down. Kevin informed <laughs> me this
2: photo was taken basically right before he started working at <laughs> WIBC. So yeah. we need to
1: update your picture. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah We yeah. need a scowling, uh... <laughs> tired, wiping the sleep out of his eyes. Yeah, it's crazy how much I've you know aged just yeah. by working here. Yeah, it's it like, will. It'll do. Like like <laughs> that day I had that picture taken I was very yeah. happy and then I blinked and now I'm here Yeah, <laughs> radio will
2: suck your soul directly from your body and uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. glad at a, at a young age Kevin you, you have learned what it took many of us years I noticed to accept you <laughs> don't
1: have a picture Rob yours is just, no, just I, a, a purple circle with an R in it y-
2: you don't want to look at me all day <laughs> That's the last thing anybody wants.
1: I do that for a few hours already. So <laughs> I, know, I know what you look like. It's all good. Okay, let's talk about Ron DeSantis. So Florida's top Republican leaders say they're willing to change their state law to smooth the way for him to run for president in 24. So the Florida House Speaker and also the Senate President in Florida, both of whom were sworn in on Tuesday, agreed that it would be a good idea to make it clear that DeSantis would not have to resign if he wound up becoming the GOP nominee.
2: Yeah, so there's a, I think this is a super weird Florida law that if you are running for president of the United States you have to resign the office you are Mm -hmm. in once the campaign begins. And they have changed this in various structures over the years at various times, then put it back. I I don't understand that at all. I mean, there's nothing that should prohibit you from running for, I I guess the argument is, and maybe this makes sense, is, look, you are paid by the taxpayers to hold a public office. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to put all your effort into that public office, then you ain't going to be paid by the taxpayers. You know, now that I talk about this out loud, maybe I have a different opinion about this. (laughs) I actually kind
1: of like that. You're thinking this through live right now. I'm assuming that... I I see the wheel spinning. I'm
2: taking a gigantic step to assume that is why that is the law. But otherwise, why would that be a law? Because I don't know if any other state has that law, whatever, it doesn't matter. They're about to change it for DeSantis Mm -hmm. so that he can not be governor and run for president at the same time.
1: Now, if he does officially jump in the race for president, he would be the first GOP nomination since George W. Bush did it two decades ago as a governor.
2: Yeah. And we talked about that the other day, that it used to be in the pre, certainly in the pre, everyone has social media and an iPhone or Google phone or whatever era It used to be being a governor gave you a leg up because you had executive accomplishments in the mold of what you might look for in a president. Mm -hmm. But now we've obviously seen, based on the fact that it was Obama and then Trump, and then Biden. So in that case, you know, you've got a sitting senator, mm-hmm. a, a reality television star, mm-hmm. and then a senator slash vice president. That that has that trend has not held.
1: Right. Well, he might break that trend. And he here he is laying out the gains that Republicans have received in Florida in twenty-two. Let's take a listen to what he says.
3: We added four new Republican congressmen to the U.S. House of Representatives from the state of Florida. We secured super majorities in the Florida legislature, the most Republicans we have ever had in Florida history. We helped elect 26 new conservative school board members all across the state of Florida. And we even won the state house seat that includes Miami Beach, not typically viewed as a Republican stronghold. And because of the support of so many of you uh, to our campaign, we delivered the greatest gubernatorial victory in the history of the state of Florida.
2: So. When we talk about DeSantis and why we like DeSantis, this is a big part of the equation. And this is, again, the onus is on Trump and the Trump supporters to convince and square this with with the Republican, obviously, first primary voters and then general election voters, which is how does Trump, even if he somehow survives the primary, how does he lift people around him up? Mm -hmm. How does he get U.S. Senate candidates across the finish line? He didn't do that, for the most part, in 2022. How does he get swing house members across the finish line? He didn't do that, for the most part, in 2022. And that is on top of how do you personally change outcomes in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, which, again you haven't done in 2020 or 2022. Mm-hmm. This is going to be whether Trump supporters like it or not a big part of the equation and until he and they come up with an answer for this, I think you're going to continue to see support leak from the Trump campaign because people want to win.
1: Yeah, well, DeSantis is able to build a coalition and he's proved that he even mentioned that that he won miami-dade miami-dade county leon county where the capital tallahassee is traditionally blue but not this year desantis won them both and a trump desantis confrontation it's likely gonna split a lot of the Florida Republicans, but the thing, and, and, I, and I thought about this, the thing that DeSantis did, he, he fought the COVID lockdowns. He obviously engaged in multiple culture wars. Uh, he did sweeping education reforms down in Florida. And he put families first, and not just families, he put children first yeah. and i think that's the key he is creating a florida that he wants his children raised in yeah because he does have small children and by doing all of those things the fighting the lockdowns uh putting the kids back in schools and fighting with disney and all of the culture wars it all starts with the children yeah with ronda uh, sanders as
2: reverend lovejoy's wife famously said on The Simpsons, won't someone please think of the children.
1: Mm-hmm. All
2: right, when we come back, Casey, yeah. I want to do something special. So I was listening to our sister station, 107.5 The Fan, mm-hmm. yesterday when I was driving in. Uh, Kevin Bowen, Jake Query have a great uh, morning show there. And Jake Query told a story about what he does every Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I thought it was the most phenomenally awesome thing in the history of ever and so he's going to join us next to talk about this because this is I, I love
0: this so much.
1: Alright it's coming up next from 93 W I B C Raise a spoon to
0: grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the grandma McFlurry today Ba da ba 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 participating in McDonald's for a limited time
1: It is 16 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do we have time for a couple trending stories? Yes. Okay, let me see if I can pull them up here really quick. Oh uh, and this uh, plays right into Jake joining us oh, here. Uh, Indianapolis going to host the 29 NCAA Men's Final Four.
2: Great. Maybe Jake Querry will get to do like the inaugural tip-off uh, mm-hmm. before the uh, championship game. <laughs> I don't know if they still have that anymore or not.
1: <laughs> also trending is carrot, the giant goldfish that was caught in France's Blue Water Lakes. Did you see this? This picture. Have of you this seen fish. this fish? Yes, 67 pound goldfish.
2: Jake, fishing's a sport. Have you seen this fish?
5: No, but don't goldfish grow to whatever size they live in?
2: Look at that fish. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So that so that do, that fish weighs the same amount as my English bulldog Bruce. It's basically the same like for a comparison of how yeah. big that fish is. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's really really a big fish. Uh, also trending Jennifer Lopez. Her Instagram account has deleted all of its posts oh. and all of her social media channels have gone dark. <laughs> she has 226 million followers on Instagram, 45 million followers on Twitter and 15 million on TikTok talk. That is, it, could is there a be, reason? It could be a sign of a major announcement ahead, like a an album or something. Oh. Because sometimes artists do that. Her profile picture has been replaced with just a black.
2: Oh, sure. Look screen. At, right. So
1: maybe something's coming down.
2: Uh, she did not, not break up with Ben Affleck
1: again. No, not that I have read. They okay. are still together.
2: So, so Casey. Yes. Yesterday, I was driving into work, and I was listening to uh, you know Kevin and Query mm-hmm. on 107.5 The Fan. Kevin Bowen and Jake Query. They have a phenomenal uh, morning show over there. And Jake was telling a story about what he does every year for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and I said we must have him on to tell this story because it is the greatest story in the history of ever, and I love this. (laughs) Uh, It's it's phenomenal.
5: I mean, it's not a 67-pound goldfish, but you know, we we do what we can, right?
2: So, so so just tell, just tell it the way you told it yesterday. I think it's just this is great.
5: Well, so uh, and thank you for having me. So when you work in sportscasting and in newscasting in general, I guess, it's a pretty transient business, right? Like people are moving in and out of markets and whatnot. And so when I was early in my career, I lived and worked in St. Louis and I covered the Rams in the NFL. And I, I can't remember the circumstances, but I couldn't come home for Thanksgiving because there was something the Rams were doing on that Friday. I don't know if, what the circumstances Is
1: home were, Indianapolis I'm you? from Indianapolis, okay. yes.
5: North side of Indianapolis. So, um, you know... As I was working, and maybe this is an indictment on me—that's entirely possible—but all the people that I work with were like, "Hey, Jake, what are you doing for Thanksgiving?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I got to work Friday morning, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from Indianapolis. I'm probably not going to get to go home. Oh, it's too okay. Well, anyway, man, have a good one. Yeah. And my Aww. mom was mortified by it. My mom couldn't believe it. She's like, "How did nobody invite has, you?" Yeah, and I, I, maybe it was me. I mean, I shower and everything. And so, <laughs> so when I eventually moved back to Indianapolis and I was working here at Channel Six in television. And Thanksgiving rolled around and my mom said, you know, you should ask your coworkers if anybody, because a lot of people, of course, working in news are not from Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So I would send an email work-wide just like, hey, anybody that if if you can't get home to your friends and family and you need a place to go for Thanksgiving, you're more than welcome to come to our house. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And then that when I eventually got into radio, actually working at WIBC in 07, I think Jamie Sullivan was the traffic girl at the oh, time. yeah, here. and Jamie was from Cleveland and couldn't come home, so she um, came to our our Thanksgiving, and we kind of continued the tradition. And then my sister Juge, who lives in Carmel, um, loved it. She was like, "I love having people, you know, new meeting meeting new people and new friends every year." So every year, I would send out starting about probably 15 years ago, whenever social media really got big, Mm -hmm. maybe 10 years ago, I send a tweet, usually I send two of them over the course of the month of November that simply says, if you were in the Indianapolis area and you don't have family or friends in the area for whatever reason that you can get to for Thanksgiving, you are more than welcome to join us at our house And, and people invariably direct message me or I give them my cell phone number. And I tell them, hey, you know, get in get in touch with me. You're more than welcome to come. Total strangers. Total strain. Well, yeah, for the most part. I mean, we've had we've had the wide array, right? I've had people that I know in the area that work in, in within media. We've had. Uh, Last year, a guy named Michael, super nice guy from Illinois, and he worked at one of the Walmart distribution centers, and so he was stuck here, couldn't get home. He came, had a wonderful time. Um, He sat at the table. We had a table set up. Uh, We kind of intermixed everybody around, but he he immediately... Uh, met with a, a couple from Tennessee that had come that were in the same situation, and they sat there and talked. They found a common bond of an interest in um, naval stuff, and they sat there and talked for an hour about that. And this, this is so wild. It sounds so
2: risky, though. I, you cause, know, because you're in the sports talk, we're like, you would tend to think if we did this,
1: it's giving me goosebumps. It, it, that, that, I mean, listen, it, it, would, it would be
2: pol- people politically aligned, but you have like sports is everybody, right? So you could have like a mad brawl break out at your house. No,
1: you're right, but but
5: here's the thing. Number one, and I think this is the thing that's cool about it. My sister does a great job with this, that she started this tradition about six or seven years ago. She lays out a tablecloth, and everybody that comes has to sign the tablecloth. Mm-hmm. And then we look at the tablecloths from years past, and so it's like, oh, yeah, that's I great. remember so-and-so and so and so and you know, it, we probably have I mean, it's not like I think people get the wrong idea. It's not like we're having 300 people over, right? right. But, but we've had anywhere from probably, I don't know, six to 10 to 12 people that reach out to me that month and, and more often than not you know people just say they're like hey like I'm actually interested and almost everybody is like what can I bring mm-hmm. and I'm like don't bring anything just bring yourself and and, and the art of conversation and and it's been wonderful. I've never been burnt by it. I mean, obviously there's a way to kind of vet. You can kind of look at people and be like, okay, let me, me." but, (laughs) but I've never, there's never been anybody that I felt uncomfortable extending the invitation. There's never been anybody that appeared to be anything other than warm and appreciative of it. Uh, I would say 90% of them have come back. There's one gentleman that, that, I met at my gym, who was from New Jersey, about 10 years ago I met him. And he had just moved to Indy. And I said, well, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And he mm-hmm. said, man, I just moved here for work. I, I can't go home. I said, well, come to our house. So he's come every year since. And my my sister basically just said, well, you are now just an adopted member of the Quarry That's family. great. And he's come every year. And so it's great. You know, my the only rule that we have is my mom um, passes around a little thing with corn kernels in it. And, and everybody has to grab a, a kernel of corn and then we go around the table and you have to tell what you're thankful for mm-hmm. and put the kernel in, in the dish and then yeah. it sits in the middle of the, and I mean, that's the spirit of the whole thing, right? So to answer your question, Rob, do you get nervous or do you get worried? Um, I'm probably blissfully naive and I'm totally fine with that. No, well, I have to I, imagine that these,
1: these are fans of yours. They're people who follow you on social media or listen to you. So they're they're not going to come in making trouble.
5: I'm always hesitant to to you. I mean, I I understand what you're saying, Casey. I do. And I appreciate that. But I I think more so, I do think that sometimes we've had people that didn't even know what I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? They're like, hey, somebody just mentioned that on social media, um, and it's almost like preferred that way, right? I, I think when it comes down to it, the reality is this, Thanksgiving is a time for not only your family, but it's a time for everybody to feel collectively like they are part of the same family, which we all are when it all comes down to it. And so everybody just needs that place for one night to feel like there's a place where they belong. And so that's what we do, I, a- I, and it's great.
2: I love this. I would be totally petrified. I would. It, you could never do. No, this. I'd end up floating in a river somewhere. But <laughs> I love. I, I just I heard this and I was driving to work and I thought mm-hmm. this is totally everything and the way it should be. And man, and the dude gives out his real phone number. I asked him when I came in, I said, you got like one of those separate phones that you just handle business on. He, he said, a burner phone. So, no, that's
5: my real phone. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Five two three ninety two eighty eight, And it is. I've texted it. Actually, you know what's the easiest is I tell people my email address because it's my two favorite people, jakequery at me.com. <laughs> it's the easiest way to remember it, right?
1: No, do you, uh, at, at what point do you stop accepting Requests. excellent
5: so my sister and all the credit goes because to my sister you have to know how knows. much food to prepare totally. so you my want sister, everybody to
1: leave with a meal
5: that's an excellent question my sister this year was like hey um i need to know by like i think it was the 15th or something like that mm-hmm. so i sent it out twice mm-hmm. just saying hey you know if you can let me know within the next week mm-hmm. um we look forward this year there's a guy that that i met out this at the track in the month of may and he reached out to me and um, I'm not sure where his home is, but you know he he works here, and so he couldn't go home. Last year we had a guy from Louisiana that was in the same circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have people from all over, and people talk about where they come from and what their tradition is, at their family and what what foods, how they prepare their food, and everything
1: else. So it's cool. Um, it sounds like your sister might be the hero of the story. A hundred percent. I am nothing is, more okay, than do the. Do we want right? to say her name?
5: Uh, that'd be Jennifer. i call her Juge. My sister Jennifer, when she was little, before I was born, couldn't pronounce her name, so <laughs> she called herself Juge, and that's what she's <laughs> always going by. If somebody comes up to me and says, I know your sister Jennifer, I think to myself, Who? you don't know her that well.
6: And she's
2: Juge, <laughs> right? And, and here is why I love listening to Jake in the morning, because no one, not just knows, but appreciates Indiana and Indiana sports, but Indiana's a collective, like Jake Query. like you know, more random. Like in 1990, this guy scored 18 points in a semi-state basketball game, and you were there. Well, in the you're front thinking row. of William
5: Moore that had 30 in the first <laughs> half against Bedford North Lawrence in the final four Here in 1990. But that's cool. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just, I love that because, and, and you know,
2: you've you've been around radio in the city for so long. And look, maybe it's an elitist thing, but there's something cool about people, as someone who has always been a Hoosier, and my family were Hoosiers, that like other people who have always been Hoosiers and get it and appreciate it, that's super
5: cool. I mean, look, Rob, the reality is this. Sports is a big passion in this town, right? Mm -hmm. People have a passion for it. I have a passion for Indianapolis, but if it weren't for people's following of sports, I don't have a job. So I'm appreciative of all that. And. I'm just a kid that grew up from Indianapolis. I mean, I'm just really lucky, right? Like, I'm just a kid that grew up in Indianapolis and I just hung around microphones long enough that they realized that they weren't going to get rid of me. And so, (laughs) I got a job, right? Start talking. I love it. That's right. Jake Query,
2: Kevin and Query, weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m., 107.5 The Fan. That's awesome, man. Thank
5: you, buddy. 523-9288, by the way. Very generous. Nice job. All right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, you too. 317-684-8444. That's our phone number for our voicemails. And we're going to hear from you next on 93WIBC.
7: I'm so sorry you have just reached my
1: Good morning, 317-684-8444. That's our phone number, and it's time to get to your voicemails.
2: All right, so we're going to do two sets of voicemails. We got a lot of great calls yesterday, so we'll do some this hour, some next hour, because we want to save some time for Hammer. But we continue to get people calling mm-hmm. about uh, expressing a frustration, outrage, whatever you want to call it, over the photo of John Mellencamp not standing for the National Anthem at the Colts game.
6: I had a proud father of a fallen Marine and was on the field Sunday at the Colts game. My five-year-old grandson was with me, who is the namesake of his fallen uncle, without any prompting knew to stand with his hand over his heart during the playing of the National Anthem. If a five-year-old knows how to act respectful during the national anthem, why can't a millionaire, famous songwriter like Mellencamp know to properly respect those that have died to give him the freedom to protest?
2: Hmm. Yeah, and and it's interesting, because we had Jake Query on last segment. I told him at the end, one of the reasons I I like Jake and his morning show that he does with Kevin Bowen on 107.5 The Fan is there's Jake loves and appreciates Indiana and yeah. Indianapolis, and yeah. when he's talking about things, it's like he's he's a little bit more seasoned than me, like you. <laughs> but it's yeah. like when he's talking about things, as someone who grew up in Indianapolis, in Indiana, he's saying things, and I say, yeah, that's right. That's what we are. Yeah, I remember that basketball player. I've heard about that basketball player because mm-hmm. that's stories get passed down. Mm-hmm. And I think this is part of why there's such outrage at John Mellencamp is because in Indiana and in central Indiana, even if the country's not exactly what we want it to be, mm-hmm. we still respect the people who are willing to fight and die to try to make it what we want to be. And there's something very Hoosier, and I know this is such a cliche and it sounds ridiculous, but there's something very Hoosier about standing for the national anthem. Like, mm-hmm. maybe in California they don't do it, or maybe in New York they don't do right. it, but we do it. And you're supposed to be the voice of us. Mm-hmm. You know, small town and and pink houses, and you know, Jack and Diane, like, th- these are, you know, songs that you always picture being written and occurring in, you know, Little Americana. Indiana. Americana. T- right, exactly. And so I think that's why there's so many people that are so... Disappointed in John Mellencamp.
1: Disappointed is the word that I kept going back to. And it's not new. I don't it shouldn't be new to anybody, John Mellencamp's political leanings. Right. I mean, this isn't uh, you know, oh my gosh, I never knew. No, he he's he's been more liberal for a very long time. It's just very disappointing. It's disrespectful. And um, like that guy who called and said, you know, they were on the field honoring fallen heroes and like you, Rob, I you know what? Let, let's the Secretary of State race. Yeah. Des, Destiny Wells. Yeah. Don't agree with her on a lot of things, but this is somebody who had the courage to put on a uniform and you know um, was willing to give up her life for our country, and that has to be acknowledged. Yeah. And for that. I give her respect.
2: If only she hadn't been anti-woman had it asked your permission to be on the show. Right,
1: she would have been I, on the show. I know, but I'm still saying even if you don't agree with someone's politics, you should at least respect the soldiers yeah, sure. who are willing to sacrifice all. And the fact that and, and some people even said, well maybe he's sick. You know what? <laughs> I've seen.
2: He made it up to that booth.
1: He made it to the booth, and I've seen old men who can barely walk with walkers and need canes. And when the national anthem starts to play, they're on their feet standing through the pain.
2: All right. So we got, like I said, a bevy of phone calls. We'll need two segments to get through them. But uh, we had two points of conversation that really seemed to spark interest from people yesterday. One, uh, you and I had a spirited conversation. About, About what? The, which, which one was it? Uh, the activity masquerading as a sport known oh. as soccer. <laughs> and I had made the point that I tried to watch the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I put a half into it. I was rah-rah, go USA, because mm-hmm. it's my country. But Casey, <laughs> it was so Boring, and most of the time it seemed like the ball was being kicked backwards away from the goal that the people were supposed to be trying to score on. And after a half, I just had to turn it off and say, "I I hope we win because I love my country, but I just, I cannot subject myself to halftime plus 50 more minutes plus whatever random ass time they want to tack on at the end with no rhyme or reason." (laughs) Then the other conversation when the clock stopped. Well, and then the other conversation we had was about what constitutes an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And I had said, I would think if you are someone who has actually flown into space, mm-hmm. you have broken Earth's pole or whatever phrase. I'm Clearly, I know a lot about science here. I'm just making up words. But if you are someone who has been into space, don't you kind of look at someone who has not gone into space calling themselves an astronaut like a medical doctor would look at someone with a PhD calling themselves a doctor. No, there is one doctor... It is me. I have the degree in medicine, and I practice medicine. There is one astronaut I have flown into space. And a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. wanted to talk about both of these things. Let's go.
6: As it pains me to admit, when Rob is right, <laughs> if you look at the word "one that doesn't mean someone who has studied water. That means someone who has gone underwater. They're not a swimmer. They've gone under the water. An astronaut is someone who's gone into space not studied space. Uh, An uh, an astrophysicist Mm. studies space. Now that he's been proven right on something, at least once, now let's see where he's wrong. Sports. Soccer, you do kick the ball forward. That's the only way to score. Like in basketball, you can pass the ball back to the top of the key for a three-pointer. That's going backwards. Uh, A backwards lateral. Um, A backwards pass in football. Uh, in hockey, you pass it back and forth all the time. You pack it, pass it back to the red line, so it doesn't just go forward. Is as, as far as I'll go. He is ignorance in sports. I like you, Rob. Um, just shows that you don't understand soccer. So if you don't understand it, don't talk about it. Have a great day. By the way, love you, Casey. <laughs>
2: So I mean there's a bevy of flaws in that in, in the sense of in basketball I mean I guess not in high school basketball but in professional basketball which is what we're talking about here professional soccer mm-hmm. there is a shot clock it's whatever it is 24 seconds or 20 seconds in the NBA because they want people to score mm-hmm. they want the ball to be put into the hoop they want the game to move forward mm-hmm. look if they're going to ruin baseball for me and put a pitch clock and t- game clock on then there's no
1: reason that, that ruin I- baseball for you Yes. To Be- speed up the game a little?
2: Yes. Oh, see, exactly. Oh, now she's upset. Oh, now, now she wants no to what? weigh in on something she knows nothing about. Oh, now here we go. Now she's on fire. I say, oh, oh, so when it's baseball, well, yeah, let me hop right in there. The game is too long. It's too boring. There's not enough action. That's why soccer.
1: <laughs> well, there's movement constantly with soccer. Uh, and in football, again, there
2: is a backward lateral, like what, at the end of the game, if if your team is just go 90 yards in one play and you can't be tackled but the overwhelming majority of the game as in like 99% of the game is about forward movement. I admit, the three times they actually shot on the goal in the 50 minutes, I subjected myself to that torture chamber known
1: as the World Cup. That was kind of exciting. Well, th- that's the thing is that it takes longer to get shots on goal and to score, but when they do score, it's, it's you know, it's an event. Oh yeah, yeah. for
2: about 7 it's a- seconds it's very invigorating and then I'm back to Especially
1: when it's a header.
2: Back to the goalie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: th- 32% of US adults say they consider themselves soccer fans. By the way, youth sports in this country is a 7 dollars industry with soccer taking a large chunk of
6: that.
2: Uh, We got another call about soccer and astronauts.
6: Uh, I was listening to your tirade about uh, (laughs) soccer and all that. Uh, Soccer is not a sport because it does not have physical contact. Football is a sport. American football is a sport because there is physical contact. Hockey, even though it's Canadian is a sport because there is physical contact. I'm pretty sure whoever came up with soccer saw five kids playing in the grass, kicking a ball back together, back and forth, and said, hey, I can make a sport out of this. Secondly, an astronaut only qualifies as an astronaut because they go up into space, not the stratosphere. So there is a major difference. And lastly, I love your politic and keep it up.
1: (laughs) He throws in that compliment at the end. Uh, So, so if it doesn't have physical contact, he's saying it's not a sport. Well, that would eliminate golf. That would...
2: Wait, wait, wait. You ever and get I... hit by a
1: golf ball? Oh, it's torture. What are you saying? You have to tackle each other like in football, physical contact. Um, there's really not supposed to be physical contact in basketball. Yeah. There's not physical contact in lacrosse. You tell that baseball. to the La- You tell
2: that to the Celtics and, and Lakers ba- in the nineteen eighties. You ever taken a Nolan Ryan fastball to the to the side? There's all sorts of physical activity.
1: That's not player on player, though, physical contact. That's a ball hitting a player he's talking about there's fights all the time in baseball and you know i mean it's so look
2: he doesn't have to explain himself to you
1: (laughs) yes he does when he's ripping on soccer
2: he likes our politics and he's right on all these topics casey (laughs) leave this guy alone (laughs) hammers next
1: it's 93
0: wibc good morning raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slot have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participating McDonald's for a limited time.
4: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, it is
1: 1048 with Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC, and Hammer joins us in the studio doing some air drumming right now.
7: Dude, I'm in a great mood today. Good. Good. I am in a fantastic mood because it's a getaway day. We all have the day off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You get to get fat tomorrow. Oh, man. Hands. All that weight that I've lost this year, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gaining it back, baby. It's all coming back. It's all coming back you, to me now, as Celine Dion once said. You, you, you mm-hmm.
2: ever uh, you ever do that thing where you weigh yourself before Thanksgiving dinner and then at the end of the day to see how much weight you've actually gained?
7: (laughs) I think I have, but I can't remember how much it was. It was over a couple of days. I'll one-up you. And and Casey, this is something dudes do and maybe you've taken part of this, I don't know. Have you ever weighed yourself before a dump and then after a dump? I knew that was coming. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I didn't hear Casey say no, so... (laughs) I I have. I've done that (laughs) She's a keeper.
2: I think every person has done that because it's a better number when you're done than when you start, and you feel like you've done something for your your health or your own betterment.
7: I just worked out. <laughs> I'm sweaty. I feel better. I just worked out.
1: Oh, Elastic is your friend this time of year. Oh, man, it is. So is. We're going to have a fun
7: show today, and uh, it's a short show because we're out of here at 5.30 mm-hmm. because of IU basketball.
2: Oh, yeah. IU basketball pregame. Do you get paid for a full show when you check out early like that? Yes, I do.
7: Yes, I do. Um, and here's The thing with IU, all right? So if you've been to an IU football or basketball game, you know that John Mellencamp has a large presence at Indiana University. Yes. He's got his name on like the athletic building, donates a lot of money, but also. There's a little controversy about old Johnny Cougar lately, because he went to the Colts game. There's that viral photo of him sitting down, not standing up for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you know, he didn't know that it was happening or something. (laughs) He clearly was aware, (laughs) sitting there with the popcorn and all that kind of stuff. So do you think there's going to be any sort of backlash? on John Mellencamp's songs played down in Bloomington.
2: No, because he gives that school a gajillion dollars and money talks. And look, this I think we talked about this last time, but this is what's so frustrating is that John Mellencamp's songs, there's so much Hoosier in almost every John Mellencamp song. Like, it's a part of us, right? That's, like, why we take ownership of John Mellencamp, because he tells the stories of us and the people we knew, and it's such an unhoosier thing to not stand for the national anthem. I right.
1: also think that there's a lot of students down in B-Town that maybe lean with his side politically. Yeah, so it's they're,
7: super liberal yeah. at IU. It yeah. really is. So I'm just curious to see if there's going to be any sort of, you know... Reaction, because I believe at the end of the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, they play Jack and Diane at IU football suck games it on chili
1: dogs, suck right? it on Chili dogs, and at
7: basketball games, I think they probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, as Rob said, the dude drops a lot of money to the program. But so I've come up with a solution. Oh, so instead of having John Mellencamp songs play, because I think he should be, you know, punished yeah, for sure. not standing for the national right. anthem, we're going to play this. Sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili dog. In between the third and the fourth, sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili dog. The bucket game this weekend. Sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog, sucking you know on a chili dog. In other words, chili dog. Sucking <laughs> on a <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a compromise yeah. that everybody can get with. Hey, mm-hmm.
2: speaking of the uh, old oak and bucket game between IU and Purdue, this, uh, this what is it, Saturday? Is it Saturday? Saturday. I, mean, I know there's games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can we agree that if college football wanted to do the right thing, that if Notre Dame beats USC uh, this Saturday, they would put them in the Final Four because they've absolutely been one of the four best teams, probably one of the two best teams in the nation the past eight-ish weeks of the of the season. Let's
1: forget about the Marshall game. No, that's what I'm
2: saying. I mean, if you want to do the right, whatever that's been, whatever winning streak they're on, they have been right up there with Georgia
7: in terms of dominance, and they won't do the right thing because they just want to screw Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if Notre Dame gets screwed. I think a lot of times they are the benefactor of being Notre Dame and sometimes mm-hmm. gets perks that other places don't get. My squad—sorry, I'm choking on a leaf that I had to chew up. (laughs) Yeah, I want to get to that in a second. Uh, My squad had their doors completely blown off. The Tennessee Volunteers, right? Mm -hmm. Laid a complete—gave up a 60-burger to South Carolina— but there's no team in the country that's beaten more teams ranked in the top 25 than Tennessee has yeah, this year. Good point. And they've got two losses, and they've beaten teams in the top three this year. They're not going to get invited because they had a late, horrible loss, but I think there's a lot of other teams more qualified than Notre Dame. What What is Notre Dame's record right now? Eight and three.
1: Eight and three. There's no way that there's going to be a top four team with three losses. If
2: you, I was taught as a young boy, if you believe it, you can achieve it.
1: <laughs> I was the...
2: told by George Costanza, it's not a lie, <laughs> if, you <laughs> I, if you believe it. <laughs> are Those the Notre Dame intangibles that you, we always hear about. How in this? This is my question. How in the same year? Because they have beaten four or five ranked teams, including. Uh, three teams that I believe were 16th or 17th, and then Clemson, who is a top four team. How do you do that and lose to Marshall and Cal in the same year?
7: (laughs) How do you go to LSU and beat them by 40 and beat Bama and then give up 60 to South Carolina? It's college football, man. It's crazy. And Listen, we're having this debate now about who should be the fourth team. Mm -hmm. There's never four good teams for this playoff, and everybody wants to expand it to eight to 12 teams. No, there's rarely four Four good teams. There's like three good teams in America right now. You don't need to expand it. And this year, I
2: think Georgia is so much better than everyone else. Like, I think they are just—I mean, it was like that year uh, when Joe Burrow was a senior. LSU was so much better that, yes, you're playing Trevor Lawrence, and yes, he's great, but these two two teams aren't on the same plane that whether it's Ohio State, Michigan— you know they're trying to figure out a way to weasel Alabama back into this thing.
7: TCU's unbeaten, but—
2: but see, this is, again, the Big 12 is crap. Right. Strength of schedule. It's crap. Undefeated, you and I could put together a team, Casey. <laughs> we could be undefeated based on that Big 12 schedule. So who do
7: you think the top four are going to be, Hammer? It's going to be Georgia. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, because yeah. I think they beat Michigan. Yeah. yeah. TCU is going to probably run the table. They'll be three. And if USC wins out, which they might get beat this weekend, yeah. but if USC wins out, they're going to be number four. So Notre Dame. Did he say they might get beat? Yeah. This Notre, Notre
2: Dame's going to win this weekend, and the committee's <laughs> going to see the right thing to do, and it'll be the first nine and three team in the history of ever. Right. Because
1: gonna... <laughs> they're going to. What, what is Notre Dame ranked right now? 15. 15. 15? 15. They're going to go from 15th yeah. to four. Yeah. To get in for that bush
7: push all those years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. If Michigan makes it a really good game against Ohio State, and they don't get their doors blown out, they go on the road, it's a three-point loss or something like that, Michigan could backdoor their way back to number four, even though their strength of schedule is atrocious.
2: What is the deal with you not swallowing medicine?
7: I can't swallow pills because I'm a five-year-old girl, apparently. When, like has this been your whole life? whole life? Like, I can chew chunks of meat, I can shotgun beers, I can do all these kind of things, but I can't swallow pills. Like Is it a, a, is it a pho-
2: It's a phob like a phobia? or It's a, a
7: total mental thing. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of this. I got a lot of stuff going on up here. Mm-hmm.
2: So, like, if you took a glass of water with a pill, you
7: could not force the pill down your throat? No, because I know the pill is there, and I feel like I have do to chew like it up. Do you like tip
1: your head back to get it to the back of your throat? Like, I've tried all these things. Yeah. Like,
7: people have treated me like a dog, where they're massaging my throat, <laughs> trying to get the things going down. (laughs) And I just can't do it. I it's a mental thing. I'm a weirdo. I totally get it. But that has to be nasty chewing up a leave. Yeah, I gel caps are the worst because it's like chewing up plastic. Yeah. Uh, So gel caps are awful. Then those little things inside the gel caps get caught in your teeth. So it's a big pain in the butt. So that's why I prefer the actual pills compared to like the gel caps.
1: Well, I hope you get rid of that headache before Thanksgiving. Uh, And big doings at
7: your house. Big spread. Lots of people. Big spread. Average amount of people, you know, okay. we just go over to like her mom's house and just the spread is there. And I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to gamble on football and I might get drunk. Mm-hmm. Elastic what's, is your friend.
2: Yeah. What's coming up this afternoon?
7: Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to in a short amount of time. Biggest stories of the day. Casey's going to join us and a lot of our friends are going to come by. All right. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall
1: and Casey on 93 WIBC.